You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by the DS to my J and the editor of Smoking Cuban. What's slanging, Isaac? Man, it's slang in. Nick, how many times are we, gonna, are we going to record this season after a win? This is number two. So We have to cherish this moment. These moments are might be few and far between. The moments joke, when Isaac can feel so good that he's wearing shades indoors on a podcast, an audio podcast, is trying to do that, Matt Mosley. Um, we joked a while back on our smoking Cuban group chat thing, and oh wow, thanks for leaving me out of that. Just totally <laughs> don't even. We were joking a while back, and we said, "Man, it's going to be like a rare case of who gets to recap the wins <laughs> this season." <laughs> It's like, oh, who's going to be the lucky winner? Oh, you got to win. Yeah. yeah. We assigned them. You assigned them before the game, I'm assuming. But Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we have these, like, sign-up ch- things and whatever. But We should we figure just... out who, who did, like, the pregame and the recap for every win. Because what if it's the same dude every time? It's karma. Wow. It could be. <laughs> Speaking of karma, what we're talking about tonight, the Dallas Mavericks did go into Washington, into D.C., into the Swamp. And came out with a victory. I, I think there's just something. The, the president is over in, in China right now. China. And he is you know out of the country. And so I think it's just something. There's a vibe there. They were liking it. Mavericks- no, you, know what I, you know what I put on? And I think it's so funny. Kirk Henderson is a Moneyball writer. <laughs> yeah. He's, he went to the game. He lives yep. in D.C. Yep. And probably one of the most critical guys of Harrison Barnes that yep. covers the Mavs. Yep. And Barnes He's, put up his career high and Mavs won. He is at Kirk Serious Face on Twitter. So I, I need to tweet at him because I thought I thought it was so funny. When Barnes hit that last three, I was just laughing. I'm like, mm-hmm. I wonder what Kirk's doing in the stands right now. That Barnes puts up his career high the, the only night that Kirk's in the house. Oh, man. Also, he left at halftime, but don't tell me when he said that. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> he is a small child. So oh. – the Dallas Mavericks won against the Washington Wizards in Washington, D.C., 113-99. to They are now 2-10 on the season. Let's start the parade now. All right. We are the champions. <laughs> Dennis Smith Jr. What stole the show early and often. He had an insane dunk that, you know, finally we got a fast break Dennis Smith Jr. dunk. Where do you rank it? So I think we should rank them. I think we okay. should keep a track on them throughout the season. Okay, because I, I saw you I, tweet this, so you and I are on the same page with this. That the the dunk we are not. We are the the, the okay. dunk, quote unquote, over boogie was better. Yeah, I mean it wasn't over boogie. I was just trying to find a better way to or to distinguish it, but I know I said over boogie. But I've seen like I think Brad Townsend maybe says the best in game dunk. Maybe somebody else said this was you know tonight against Washington was his best in game. Well, dunk. that's it, because it he, that's because he was at the game because they cover every single game home and away. So like we're that not, is true. We're not there, so we don't. know. Nick, they're the only 
two people that cover the only two beat writers that cover both home and away. Yeah, that's not counting. Ma- so, that's not counting Mavs.com. So that I mean, that's a company true. right there. Yeah, home and away, and but yeah, like <laughs> this dunk, like the dunk tonight, it was nasty. Like, don't take it around. Like, it was awesome. He cocked that thing. He's so like we've talked about it before. He's so like small. Like you know, with him being like six three, when he does jump that high, it you know, it's just a different. It looks a lot better too, and it was nasty, it's, man. Well, it was it's fun. like when Spud Webb won the dunk contest, right? Like it just yeah. look or Nate Robinson when he won it. Didn't he win it three times? You know, it just looks so much more Some, impressive yeah. when a smaller guy dunks like that. Because me and him are the same height. If I could dunk like that, end it, end the pod, end all of it. I'm in, I'm in the association. <laughs> so Try, you know who tried to who tried to dunk like that tonight it's kelly Oubre on salah oh and i laughed gosh. so dang hard kelly Oubre has a coat that that uh says my feelings towards him so i'll just leave it at that did you find like okay do you before tonight's game did you do you have any type of feelings towards this wizards team no i like, like jo- i like john was it, was it wall like, i i am you know intrigued by them Gort, they seem like they have a pretty stagnant rotation. It feels like their starting five has been their starting five forever, right? It probably hasn't been that yeah. long, but that Wall, Beal, you know, uh, Otto Porter, you know, Morris, and Gortat, that, that five seems like they've been there forever, but it hasn't really been that long. They almost feel Clippers-ish in a way, like the Clippers with CB3 and Blake. Like It just feels like they've been there forever. But, yeah, I have no, fe- I have no feelings, negative feelings towards them at all, really. I just found myself throughout this game, and especially towards like the end, just not liking them. Like I, I'm, I don't like Kelly Oubre. Um, I was never the biggest John Wall fan because I, I'm not a Kentucky fan. So that can that John Wall boogie, I, I couldn't stand that team at Kentucky. <laughs> Could not stand them, man. They were better and, than you guys. Yeah, they were really good, but I didn't like Wall back then. Didn't like his personality or anything, but. I mean, he's whatever now, but I don't know. Just tonight, like that little Tim Frazier, he was just all over Dennis, like the whole night. And you seen him? Did they get teed up for it after that whistle? I know they, you know, they got separated there towards the end of the game, and they came back from the commercial break and they showed replays of it of <laughs> Dennis and him. It was so great that Solomeshery was Dennis Smith Jr.'s hold me back guy. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. What? What world are we in that Salamedri is holding people back? Because usually he's the one that needs to be held back all the time. And he was the one, like, holding on to Dennis Jr. And, like, come on, like, shake it off, man. Like, you know, don't get into it. Oh, man. I love Dennis's swag, though, man. Like, it's awesome. That, I tweeted out. I think I think that's my favorite part about him. Like, even the, the jumping's fun, dunking, all that stuff. But he has this, like, just personality that's like low-key but he has a swag to thor movie by the way it's really good so anyway continue look i do need to see that i heard it's good but like you know like lonzo like lonzo has that personality but he doesn't have the swag with it like he doesn't have the like bark back with it and you know some players have that like just kind of strut around but dennis has that you know most most players would just turn and turn right around walk straight straight away from draymond green Dennis, you know, stood there and took a couple steps to him, and just kind of laughed yeah. and you know stared at him. And even tonight, you know, going to, you know back at Fraser a little bit. So I don't know. I like that from from a nineteen year old. There's this moment that I'm going to talk about in uh, extensively in a piece. But we were in the locker room and 
it was the day after Dennis Smith Jr. He got clawed in the face, and so he just has like these marks on his face, and he didn't get a foul call for it. And he was sitting there, and he was just like he was like stewing over the fact that he didn't get a foul call. And you know, we were talking to him, we were just like, you know, you know, you're a rookie, you're not gonna, you know, you probably get those calls next year. Even Alvin Gentry said it to him, you'll get that call next year. And he goes, No, I want my call. And just <laughs> just to me, like just you know. You can see that as arrogance, but you can also just see that as confidence. You know, it just like oozes out of him that that's like really, you know, he wants to get his calls. He wants to, you know, be the best. He wants to get that respect. And I think he definitely wants to earn it. I don't I don't think he feels entitled. I didn't, I didn't take it as an entitlement thing and probably just because I want him to not be that with some of it. But I think that he, you know, wants to earn it. He wants to go out there. He wants to to prove a lot. He has a he does have a chip on his shoulder. No matter what he says about, you know, wanting to prove the, you know, the doubters wrong, <laughs> he does have a chip on his shoulder in some sense. He came out tonight, twenty two points, eight assists, eight rebounds. I think I saw a whole bunch of stats on this that he he was the he's the only other Maverick besides Harrison Barnes to have twenty points uh, in a game this season. I think he's he's the <laughs> He's the only. So, so funny about that. That's crazy. He's the only rookie to have, or he's the he's the youngest player in Mavs history to have twenty two points and eight rebounds. I think Dirk was the Dirk was the next one, like really close after that. But man, there's all kinds of stats on this. And just, I don't think your wife agreed with that stat. <laughs> she did not. She did not agree at all. <laughs> She's she's against analytics. <laughs> no, she just didn't. She just thought it was wrong. She's looking it up over there. So, man, but eight assists, eight rebounds for a guy that's you know six two six three is you know pretty good. What is up with these rebounding guards coming into the NBA? Well, I think it's just like it's just the style. I mean, this is this is a an aftermath of how the game is going to change. You know, if we're gonna take away the Dennis Rodman's, the Horace Grant's, the, you know, Carl Malone's, the Anthony Carr's, the if we're going to take away these, you know, these fours that that we used to have in the, you know, the game that really banged down low and replace fours in the game with the Marquise Morris's or replace them with, you know, some of these, you know, the Bobby Portis, you know, some of these these guys that play the four that wouldn't play the four back in the 90s. If we're going to play a faster pace, then you are going to play you know, a guy at the four position, you're, that's taken away an, another big body off the court. So you do need, as a team, you need guards to rebound more. But also it just opens it up more without another big body in there sometimes. Yeah, Wes Matthews also had eight rebounds in this game. He, he had six assists as well. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But another thing I think is with these rebounding guards is when you take more threes, when you take a three, the rebounds are going to be longer. And so who's out on the perimeter? You know, you have these guards that are all standing around the perimeter. So the, all these people are, you know, teams are jacking a, t- a bunch of threes. Now the Wizards only took 25 tonight, so it's not a, that's not a ton. But, you know, it's a good amount of threes. And so when you take those and you, and you miss them, they're going to, you know, the rebound's going to be long. So Wes Matthews, though, that line I just said, 14 points, eight rebounds, six assists two steals. Um, I would just like to ask, and I would just like to anybody out there all summer or even the beginning of the season, the first couple games, anybody out there that was hating on Wes Matthews that wanted to get rid quote unquote, get rid of Wes Matthews wanted to, you know, buy him out or wanted to just send him off for nothing. Wanted to just, you know, like he's not even worth a second round pick, all this stuff. Where are all those people now? 
Tweet me. Tweet me where all those people are. At Nick Van Exit. Just tweet me right now. Where are all these people that say that Wes Matthews is trash? Wes Matthews is a bad NBA player. He's not an NBA player. He's, you know, all this stuff. Where are those people? Because I didn't see any of them tonight. I didn't see anybody on Twitter tonight trashing Wes Matthews. And that's just because he's, you know, going Except out there. for the breakaway layup where John Wall smacked it. He's going out there. But, well, John Wall is the, <laughs> one of the most athletic point guards. It's one of the, just one of those things. But, man, <laughs> Come at me. Come at me if you still think Wes Matthews isn't an NBA player or isn't good. Yeah, I mean, he's tur- he's turned it around for sure since the start of the season. And, you know, it's kind of like what we, what we say. Like, quit, stop dribbling, stop ISO, and just yeah. do your thing. And he did that the, tonight. Hit the three. And, you know, that's – Wes Matthews is the best Wes Matthews whenever he's knocking down his outside shot. Uh, you know, that's what he, got him paid, basically, you know, coming out of Portland. And – you know, he's been on it, man. He's been on it the past couple of weeks. Hasn't, you know, resulted in wins for the team, but he's definitely turned things around. You said eight boards. He had six assists tonight, too. Yeah. He went four from seven from three. So, and it, it goes back to our narrative that we both preached even through the summer. If Dallas did want to shop Wesley Matthews, he has a market. Like, he, I know the contract. I know what you like. I know what people are saying, you know, okay, he's due this amount of money, but. He is serviceable, and especially in today's game. It's not like a, a Noah. It's not like a Mozgov. It's not like a little Dang to where it has these, you know, he's not in that category. It's nowhere near that category. Wesley Matthews is a, a, a very quality starter in this league that plays lockdown defense and can hit a three-pointer. So, yeah, if they shopped him, he, he will have value. He will have value for sure. So He will definitely have value. Another thing that has value to us is the draft app it is the new app that we're using for our uh drafting purposes our daily fantasy purposes it is better than all the rest of them as the president says believe me believe me it is better it is so much fun you get to do live snake drafts download the app it's just draft d-r-a-f-t you can use it use the promo code l-o-mavs and you will get a three free $3 entry into one of these drafts. So all these drafts have different entry fees. You have a dollar, you have $3, you have all the way up to, there's one that's like $270 or something crazy like that. You can do as much as you want. You can create your own leagues, you can create your own pools and all that stuff. You go in, you draft the players that are playing tonight. So we are doing a draft tonight. It is on there on the draft app right now. Use, use the promo code LOMABS, get your free entry into it. You just have to deposit $10 into the app, and you can use that $10 into other things. And you can win cash. You can win straight-up cash. So come join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes. Or play right from your computer on Draft.com. Just go on there, find the league. It's going to be called Lockdown Mavs. Whatever you want. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into Draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use the promo code. L-O-M-A-V-S, L-O-M-A-V-S. That's right. Play a real money game for free just for using the promo code L-O-M-A-V-S on your first deposit on draft. So, the other player we need to talk about is who, Isaac? It better be Salah Mejri. It is Salah Mejri, and it is also Harrison Barnes. Oh, oh well, yeah. I mean... You know, I can talk about Harrison Barnes all day. Harry B, a.k.a. the Black Falcon. <laughs> no one brings it out and brings the nickname out anymore. That was the nickname we went to at Carolina a lot. When he first came into the league, a lot of people called him the Black Falcon. It hardly ever gets used a lot. Well, he's become but. he's become like a an on-the-ground player, you know? He, he isn't really like a high flyer as much anymore. 
Love HB, man. Isaac just showed me a clip of Harrison Barnes dunking, and and he made that noise. Not Isaac, but the the video clip made that noise. It was so weird. (laughs) I've never seen it before. Yeah, 31 points, 9 rebounds for Harrison Barnes in this game. Uh, Took 8 free throws, made both of his threes that he took, and just all around balling. Yeah, I mean, even like down, I mean, down the line there, I mean, he, the the last three of the game, I mean, it was whatever, but, you know, it's just, hey, throw it up because you don't get a turnover, but down the line, I mean, he hit some fadeaways in the paint, he got into the paint, he got, how many free throws he had tonight, he had eight free throws tonight, went seven for eight from the line, led the team in free throws, so there you go, everyone be super happy for all of you free throw mean everything people wow, that was just a subtweet on just one specific person no 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 that's not a subtweet on somebody someone that, that was a, in attendance tonight in that is game. no that is a large group of people they I, <laughs> there's a lot of people who talk about that oh a large group of people just like the number of people you were talking about on twitter that were putting out gifts that, that, were tweeting that gifts. was a that was a large group of people guys anybody that saw that isaac is still on the podcast all right continue the job opening is not open yet. Um, I checked my <laughs> oh, phone. Oh, you had right to put now. in your two weeks. About <laughs> <laughs> two weeks. I checked my phone real quick because I, I got this thing from a guy, obviously a salty Dennis Smith fan, and says Dennis Smith had as many shots as points, which is terrible. Twenty two points on twenty two shots. This guy just tweeted at me, and I'm looking for assault. Like you would think, we just had this new iOS update and we had all these new emojis they still can't put a salt shaker on the emoji thing unless i'm missing it was i think it was on colbert they did all they they, the uh the raised eyebrow one is called the colbert emoji and so Hmm. he was talking about it and he was like why did it take so long we have nine different trains that we can use in emojis but we didn't have the colbert emoji and now you're saying we don't have the salt emoji like we have nine different options for trains. Like it, like there's exactly. a tram, there's an on the rails, there's an off the rails, there's like all, there's like a speed train, there's like a bullet train, there's like all these different trains, but we don't have salt. I need a salt shaker. We need but it. Anyway, who gives a crap if Dennis shot twenty two times and has twenty two points? Who cares? But. He was a rookie. He went out there. He was going against John Wall, who is you know regarded as a really good defender. That guy, Tim Frazier, was all up in his business. You were talking about him. Yeah, and I was going I know I tweeted this out tonight, but like John Wall had, you know, finished the night with 23 points, 14 assists, and 3 rebounds. And went to the free throw line 18 times. Yeah. Dennis Smith Jr. finished with 22 points, um, 8 assists and 8 rebounds. So, hats off to the 19-year-old kid. I mean, he went head to toe with one of the best point guards in the league. And man, there was a couple times where, you know, John Wall, it's not like Wall's known for like, as a lockdown defender. But there was a couple of times Dennis just took him straight off the dribble, yeah, and just got straight to the basket. It was just you know it's nice seeing that, and, and it's also nice seeing a it, it might be a a reflection of what Dennis could look like in a couple of years in John Wall, as far as how you know John is a little more thicker than you know Dennis is right now, but he just when he gets out in transition and just you know Dennis can Dennis has that speed. But he just barrel rolls in there. He's got he's you know he's thicker than Dennis, like I just said. But like when he gets going downhill, and I think that's something Dennis can develop later in time when he does bulk up a little bit. That when he gets going downhill like John Wall does now, that he can you know finish and get you know, eighteen free throws a game. Because like Dennis had the same symptoms like we talked about Harrison a few days ago. Dennis was getting to the paint tonight. He just wasn't getting to foul calls, and. 
it, it definitely gets frustrating as a fan, but it's something that, you know, he's also a rookie too, said he doesn't have that respect from the refs yet that we talked about too. That's an interesting comparison. You never hear John Wall when you talk about Dennis Smith, but John Wall is probably pretty close to Dennis Smith Jr., right? I mean, they were both you know, these high flyers. They are both, you know, super athletic. You know, John Wall came out and people were saying, oh, well, he's a better passer. Well, Dennis Smith Jr. You know, had a couple of games where he's had eight plus assists. He had, you know, the first game he played, he had 10 assists. I, I think he's a better passer than we thought. And there was this one pass that, that Bobby Corrala tweeted out that was a, uh, so Dennis Smith Jr. drove into the lane and he somehow, there's three bodies around him and he somehow threw it out to Wes Matthews. He wasn't even looking and just go, go check Bobby Crawls. I retweeted it, but go check that gift, man. It was, it was incredible. So I think John Wall might be, you know, a pretty good comparison. I don't know about, he's not as good, you know, driving to the, to the rim as we thought. So I don't know if the Derrick Rose, you know, the MVP Derrick Rose is as good of a comparison anymore. Yeah. Just not yet. Yeah, we we still have a lot of a lot of development, in Dennis, and oh, for sure, you know, and everything with that. So, but yeah, good hats off to Dennis Knight. Hats off to Harrison Barnes. Big time night. Big time shots. Um, Nerlens Noel. Who? <laughs> you pronounced that wrong. It's actually pronounced Salah Mejri. He had ten points, twelve boards, five of them offensive. He had a bunch of those Tyson tip outs. That were uh, really helped the offense get back, you know, in a rhythm. Five blocks. I mean, anything going into the lane was Salah's. Yeah, man, Salah. We like Salah. We like love his attitude. Uh, we love just everything about him. And it's cool to see. You know, it's obviously they want to win now. They still want to win. So you, you're gonna Salah give gave him the best chance to win tonight, and they kept him in there. Ner- Salah played 25 minutes tonight. Nerlens Noel played six. And man, <laughs> um, and I tweet out Nerlens. I'm gonna tweet out Nerlens a stat line every game, and just for people to know it. But you know, I had somebody tweet at me and it was like, you know, this is just unacceptable. Even in a win, you know, this is stupid. Why are they playing Salah over him? It's like, well, Salah's just outplaying him right now. I mean, how can you justify? Like, yeah, I I get if you're among the mindset of oh we just need to tank it and you know just see what we have in Nerlens, but Salah's out playing him right now. How can you take Salah off the court whenever he has five blocks and you know he's rebounding like he is and stuff? You you can't take him off. You can't take somebody off the court like you can't justify it as a coach when somebody's playing that well to take them you know off the court and say all right go to the bench. Rick Carlisle does not care about contracts or next year or, or anything. I mean, no. there are certain times when he will be told by the front office, like, this guy is a developmental player. We need to play him a little more. But he wants to win the game. And so he's going to put the, whatever hot the, – the same thing that we say for, like, guards, you know, whoever the hot hand is, go out there and we'll keep, we'll keep riding the hot hand. They're going to do that on defense too, and that is, you know, the solid measure Nerlens Noel back and forth. And at the beginning of the season, he was giving it to Nerlens. He was putting Nerlens out there. Uh, but – you know, he didn't really show a lot. He was, you know, he was either <laughs> Nerlens Noel was either hesitant or he was way too eager and, and he jumped passing lanes or he, you know, fouled. Or, you know, it just didn't like it's so weird. There's no in between for Nerlens. It's either he goes too far or he doesn't go and he doesn't go at all. <laughs> or when we have that game where Carlisle was yelling at him, you know, to hustle, and then when he finally did, he was like, "You didn't hustle until I yelled at you." <laughs> like, you know, you have stuff like that. So. I'm, you know, 
the other the other reason why, and everybody's tweeting me all the time, why is Nerlens Noel not playing? Like random people or people that don't follow the Mavs and you know, stuff like that. Dirk Nowitzki starting at center, and then you know, Nerlens Noel not playing well in the the few minutes that he has is what's killing him. I mean, he only has a short window of opportunity to show that he's you know going to come out and ball. If he's going to come out and ball out, then he will you know continue to play. But he just hasn't, and uh, and then. You know the Mavericks not wanting to play Dirk at anything but five when they're when they're able to because Dorian Finney-Smith I think really hurt Nerlens Noel's ability to get minutes tonight too because he was out there he pushes the guys back he adds another rotation player somebody's gonna have to you know to hurt for how, it. So how how much did the Mavericks win by tonight? They it was one hundred thirteen to ninety nine so fourteen points. Okay, and they beat Memphis and the other only other win of the season by. F- by five so this is the biggest win of the season for the mavericks right now right yeah okay can you answer another question for me how many minutes did dwight powell play tonight (laughs) is this something or nothing dwight powell (laughs) played one minute and 40 seconds exactly okay let's go on to the next subject he took one three-point attempt and he missed it he fouled twice he fouled twice and he didn't even play two minutes I rest my case. No, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say anything. With Nerlens Noel only played five and a half minutes in the Mavericks one. That is that is correlating. Boom. <laughs> um, I would like to remind people, and just a simple uh, reminder for fans, players who signed a contract over the offseason cannot be traded right now. They yeah, have to yet. wait until December 15th. So for the Mavericks, that includes Jeff Withy, Maxi Kleber, and you know Dirk doesn't count. And Nerlens. So, outside of that, you know, those three players. So, I've just I've seen some people tweet at me. I've seen some people different different things like, why haven't we traded Nerlens already? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, he does. He he can control if he gets traded or not. But even if he wants out at this moment, they cannot trade him until at least December fifteenth. After that, it's free game. So, but that's what we're waiting for. We'll see if anything happens. Then I don't think it will. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith came back. He played a lot more minutes than I expected. He came out and he played uh, 15 and a half minutes after missing a couple games and you know not playing because of that, what do they call it, tendonitis in, in his knee. Um, and he played pretty well. Well, this is what I didn't understand. Like, I mean, I get it. We need something to be excited about. But, I mean, I saw like a, a, a whole article written before the game. It's like, oh, they're looking for a whole new uh, – they're looking forward to Finney Smith's return. People are talking about, oh, this is so exciting. He's going to help the team. He's averaging three minutes a game. <laughs> like, I'm all about him. I wish they would play him more. Yeah. But we're acting like he's Seth Curry. You know, some people are acting like he's – you know, he's going to come right in and average 20 a game. Like, Rick barely even plays the kid. Why are we acting like it's going to be this big boost? And so I was happy to see see him get some minutes tonight because I think he, he does deserve – I mean, I said before the season, I'm going to monitor him and Dwight Powell's minutes all year because I think he can – he should get Dwight Powell's minutes. Yeah, he can do everything that Dwight Powell can and way better. Exactly. Yep. Pretty much at that point. So uh, anything else you want to look at from this game? Uh, Solid Measury had the, you know, came in with the energy always. I mean, he that's what he does every single time. <laughs> uh, anything else I, stuck out to you? Nothing really, you know, stuck out too much. I'm looking at the rebounding stuff right now. I mean, look at the rebound battle. They We preach rebounds, how Dallas needs to get better at it. Dallas had 53 total rebounds. Washington had 39. Yeah. And, 
I mean, it's just another <clears throat> another thing with it that they talk about, you know, rebounds and how, how that controls a lot. Uh, I will say this from Washington perspective, outside of their top, outside of their starting five, man, they struggle. Yeah, and, and that's I know, been the thing for them for a couple years. Yeah, and some people say, "Hey, if they're who, who's your biggest competition to Cleveland?" Some people say Washington. They just need more. And I have a piece coming out today uh, that you're listening to it as far as five Mavericks that could help contenders. And that you know, if Dallas did reach a point this season where, hey, let's let's go ahead and unload them off, kind of like a Bogut and Darren Williams last year. And I think we could see. I think McMahon might have hinted towards it last last week, maybe. But like, Cleveland needs a rim protector right now. They need somebody desperately in the middle, and you know, Salah would fit for them perfect. I mean, he his he has a super cheap salary, and Cleveland could go get him if they wanted, probably. And and Washington's one of those teams too. And I think if they could if they could get their hands on like a Devin Harris, like he would be great in their oh, second he would unit. Be so good for them. And they they just need somebody playing, in that second. They're unit. playing Jody Meeks. 13 and a half minutes tonight. I mean, they're just yeah. struggling to get some guards off the bench. So, yeah, it's just, you know, a couple of different situations like that, some of these teams. And I don't know. You want to mention, you want to talk anything about what you thought about the Bledsoe Bucks deal? Yeah. Bledsoe, Bledsoe to the Bucks is, uh, is interesting to me. He has, you know, rumored to have a seven foot wingspan. Uh, I heard somebody else say that it was six foot eight. I don't know where that came from, but I've seen seven foot everywhere else. But so he fits, he checks all the boxes for them. They needed a secondary score. That guy that can, can, you know, create his own shot, which I think he can definitely do. He's 20 point, 20 point score in the NBA. You have to be able to create your own shot. Chris Middleton's not necessarily a guy that creates his own shot. So he becomes the sidekick for Giannis. He can create his own shot and he has a seven foot wingspan. I mean, what other boxes do you need to check? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, and he's he, a point he's guard, a, and he can play off guard, and he can defend, which they were really struggling to to defend. You know, just a lot of of different you know players. He's a he's a better form of Delhi. Like he's an offensively gifted you know Delavadova. And what what amazed me about the deal is they and he's on a, a favorable contract because he's only making like thirteen million a year. But yeah, what amazed true. me about it is you know when that when the news first hit. You know, there was a span of probably what twenty minutes, maybe it felt like an eternity. That Woj, he just tweeted out that Bledsoe was going to the Bucks. He didn't tweet yeah. out Who's what the return package was. The- and I'm like, you know, I tweeted, I was like, man, if they can pull off Bledsoe without giving up Brogdon, Thon, or Jabari, that would be huge for them. And they did, man. They pulled it off, and they they shipped Monroe to, you know, Monroe and a weirdly protected first rounder that probably won't be conveyed so until weird. like it's probably literally going to be a first round pick in 2020. Yeah, um, it's going to be like that weird it's going to be like that Lakers pick that you know, went to the uh that initially was the trade it was initially the the trade that went you know uh for Steve Nash so the Lakers traded to Phoenix and then Phoenix traded it to the 76ers and then the 76ers were waiting and waiting and it was protected and protected and you know it just kept going. This one's even weirder than that one because it's I think it's 11 through if the the Bucks pick becomes eleven through sixteen in this draft, then then the uh, the Suns get it, and then next year I, I don't I don't even remember what it it's is. It's around it's around the same thing next yeah, year. Yeah, next year it's something like that, and then, so like only if the the Bucks are you know in the low lottery to just barely missing the playoffs will they you know be in will the that 
pick actually convey. And so I think it's unprotected eventually in 2022, which is yeah. just crazy. And then they've been wanting to unload, you know, in the same way that the Sixers have been wanting to unload Jaleel Okafor, the Bucks have been wanting to get rid of Greg Monroe almost since they signed him, which is weird because he was a big free agent get for them. He was like the first big free agent that they ever you know, pulled in, they're all excited. They're celebrating all this stuff. And they're like, we've, you know, finally arrived, you know, free agents will actually come here. And then they just wanted to get rid of him. Then he had those, you know, nice moments in the playoffs. Was it last year or the year before? And, uh, you know, and then it was the sort of die. The rumor sort of died down. And then, you know, now they're shipped him off. So. You know what I was hoping for in that deal? I was hoping that they would swap Henson and Tyson Chandler also. Ooh, yeah. And, that would have been interesting. Just to swipe the two of Phoenix would just get a, a young body and then we would have <laughs> your heart. Prepare your heart, Mass oh, fans. We would have had Tyson. T. We would have had Jet, Tyson, Jet, and Jet, J Kid. All three oh, of them together. Too. <laughs> we would have had all three of them together if that happened. And all Mavs fans would then well and then the John, the the Giannis heartbreak, but the, they play the Bucks all, soon, don't they? Yeah, it's pretty. I feel like it's pretty soon, but sometime in November, I think. But does do them getting Bledsoe change anything with how you feel in the East? Yeah, November. I think it we, is November right now, Isaac. By the way, November eighteenth. Okay. Does yeah. it change anything with how we both had them three right? Yeah. In the East, we projected Bucks finish three in the East. Well, the way the Cavaliers are playing, man, they are terrible. They just cannot defend anybody. It's tough. LeBron is tweeting out like Arthur memes. I mean, it is that bad to where you know, he's. We don't know what that means, like what his mood is, but it is not good. And he is. Not I just want to say that this, this is the, this is the state of journalism, and I know I sound like a, just a really old like Scrooge. And when it comes to this part of journalism, but there's something that really annoys me when I saw a video today and they were inter- they were talking to Jarrah Smith at practice, yeah. and the guy goes, "What did you think about LeBron's yeah. social media?" React to this, and Jarrah's like, uh, "I haven't seen it yet," and the guy the guy literally explains it and says, "Well, on on Instagram, he LeBron posted a, a cartoon you fist." So you sound so stupid when you say it; like it just sounds <laughs> no, so literally, dumb he goes, when you try to explain uh, it. Uh, yes, he he. He he posted a cartoon fist that is clinch that said with the caption mood dot dot dot. How do you feel about that, Mike? The freak! What are we really there? Are we really there right now? Jr's like, I mean, I guess he, I'm I, I really. I mean, I guess he he was upset about something. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, we're really talking about cartoon pictures that somebody posts on their Instagram, like. Oh man! Uh, Je Skeets from the Starters said that he thinks there. He had a theory that LeBron heard about the Bledsoe trade and was mad about it, and that's what he. Bro, did. I tweeted um, Rob Perez about it. Which Rob Perez? If there's any moments in my life that I say, okay, like he's the one guy that I've that I will advocate for people to follow. I've texted so many friends. I'm like, you follow this guy. Starting like back last year, <laughs> yeah. follow this guy before he went to cycle. Before when he started doing his like just. The Periscope things at night, I would text people. I'm like, bro, you got to see this dude. This dude's the funniest dude. So, like, he's – when I say reasons why I have Twitter, he's one of them. But I tweeted at him today, and I was like, I wonder if that was why LeBron is mad. Like, he thought he was yeah. going to get – There's so many though. factors. So many factors. LeBron is mad. I think that for the Bucks, I think this puts them, you know – it definitely elevates them. It definitely makes them better. They were struggling at the guard spot. They had Brogdon, you know, and they were playing Del Vadova a ton of minutes. See, if you can replace Del Vadova with Eric Bledsoe, that makes your team significantly better. 
And listen, like I, I don't, I say this very lightly, but and you, this is if their team is fully healthy, fully on top of everything. If there is a lineup that you would even think about having a chance at Garden Golden State, Giannis, Jabari, Middleton, Bledsoe, and Brogdon. That 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 is what you would want. <laughs> I mean, I might play. You, I might, might replace Jabari with Snell. For di- okay. for defensive yeah, yeah. purposes, yeah, or yeah, maybe yeah. Thon Maker, but yeah, I get your point. They they have options. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now you have Brogdon and Bledsoe, two defensive point combo guards that you could throw at they can play these best point too. guards. Yeah, they can play together. Then you're not even talking about like Deadly and some of these other guys that. And Deadly yeah. def- on defense still is stingy guy that's gonna you know get in your face and he can mess up Steph Curry. Yeah, and I mean, now you're looking at a bench unit right now of whoever they start, you know, any combination of a, a Snell, Deli, Henson, you know, if they, you know, even if Jet gets some minutes, you know, he can hit some shots here and there. But he had a great game in the playoffs last year. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're a fun team. They're going to be really, I feel, you know, you can't dislike that team. I don't feel like everybody's just jumping on board. And anytime they're on, I'm going to watch them. I think they played Cleveland tonight. They lost, but I'm sure it was fun. <laughs> I'm sure it was. And I'm sure this podcast was fun for all of you listeners. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Locked On Mavericks. Mavs win. Mavs win. Couple days off before games. Mavs' next opponent is none other than LeBron James himself. Cleveland Cavaliers, Saturday night. It is Saturday night, right? Saturday night, and we in the spot. Don't believe me. <laughs> uh, try to get to the game if you can. It'll be a fun game. I know it's a hot ticket. It's crazy when you look at ticket prices for Golden State or Cleveland. They're both always jacked up. But yeah, And Nick's dog, Laker, is licking his headset. Speaking of Laker, I spent half time walking Laker because he was freaking out. And so I walked him outside. We walked to this little small dog parking back. And uh, I came back, and I unlocked my door, and I couldn't get it open. Like I could unlock it but I couldn't open it for some reason. It was just, it was stopped. It was stopped. It was almost like there was something on the other side of the door. And so I thought that maybe somebody was inside and like had barricaded the door so that I couldn't get back in. And I was like freaking out. I was like, what is going on? So me and me and my dog are outside trying to get what in. The heck? I have my hood up too. So I also look like I'm trying to break into the, the apartment. So I took my hood down. I'm like, okay, I look like I'm not trying to break in. So I take my student ID and I tried to unlock the door. And, uh, like, you know, I'm trying, like, wedging it in there trying to get it. Yeah. Eventually, I, you know, you're supposed to do it, like, at an angle. You're supposed to come at the, you know, they call Sorry, it, Nick, I'm, I'm not experienced in breaking in houses. They they, they, they call it, like, the uh, the spring latch, that the thing that goes into the actual, you know, the other side of the door. And so the, the spring latch wouldn't go. You're supposed to stick it at an angle to try to just, like, push it and, get, and wedge it through there, try to push that back. So I'm putting it in there. And then I was like, well, maybe I tried it a different way. So I stuck it straight in and I opened the door and it just pops and the spring latch just like flies off and it breaks off. <laughs> just, what the heck? So my door is now broken. I can still lock it. I just can't close it with the, the handle. So that's how I spent halftime. I was, I was locked out of my apartment for a good, I don't know, 10, 20 minutes. So I was behind in the game tonight. So I spent, that's how I spent halftime. Oh, you what? You wasn't locked on your apartment? No, I was locked out. You needed your co-ghost. I need to. I need to find out who made that joke tonight because I need to give them a shout out. So give me one second. But 
The Lockdown Mavericks podcast is going strong, Isaac. It is. It is going strong. The also, win. The win has given us hope. And <laughs> shout out to Patrick Lawson at P Lawson eighty nine for the uh, the joke. I I tweeted my experience of being locked out, and he said, "Is it too late for a locked out Mavs joke?" <laughs> Classic, dude. I also want to say this. I did join Reddit um, a few days ago. Wow. And I just don't know what to do on it. <laughs> like, I like scroll down. I like read a few things, but I'm like, I mean, do I comment or do I like? It's like post something. I'm like, I don't have anything to post. I just post everything on Twitter. And but I did do like an anonymous name, so okay, you'll never know who off, I am. Off air, you need to tell me what it is, guys. No, thank I'm you not so telling anybody. Thank you so much for listening to Lockdown Mavericks. Continue to subscribe, review the podcast, follow us at Nick Van Exit at Isaac Harris NBA. Read us at the Smoking Cuban and at Mavs Moneyball. Peace out. Boom.